Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about why the pandemic gives scientists a unique opportunity to study wildlife, why sweat from stress smells worse than regular sweat, and whether men really see less mess than women. Let's satisfy some curiosity. If you've watched the news or scrolled through social media during the pandemic, you've probably seen some surprising animal pictures. From wild boars running amok in Italy and Spain to pumas taking to the streets in San Francisco, wild animals are showing up where we've never seen them before. Researchers say it's because the pandemic is keeping humans at home. They've even coined a phrase for this unprecedented time of human hibernation, the anthropause. And it's proving to be a silver lining to this dark time, both for animals and for science. Now, I'm not trying to downplay the terrible effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, but it's nice to know that it's at least come with some major benefits for the environment. Less travel has saved tens of thousands of animals from being hit by cars, and it's significantly improved air quality. It's also providing an amazing opportunity for scientists to learn more about how humans and wildlife interact. Because these days, we have the technology to figure out how our presence is cramping their style. For example, we can outfit animals with advanced trackers to give researchers a trove of data on their movement and behavior. Then, they can compare that to data on our own behavior, like traffic patterns, to show whether the animals are acting differently without people around. Tracking and comparing all of this as humans resume regular activities will illustrate how other species adapt to our presence. It's not all good news, though. Nature also depends on us to fix the harm we've caused. Like, efforts to save an endangered species of bird in the South Atlantic have been put on hold, leaving them vulnerable to the invasive mice that eat their eggs and chicks. Reduced tourism in Africa means there may not be funds to pay armed guards to protect endangered rhinos. Turning attention and resources to COVID-19 has also allowed loggers in Tunisia to plunder forests illegally. For now, scientists are focused on making the most of this incredible opportunity, and we citizen scientists have helped too. There was a competition to document urban biodiversity in California, and 40,000 people uploaded pictures of backyard wildlife to the iNaturalist app. That resulted in more than 815,000 wildlife observations. Another citizen biodiversity project resulted in the discovery of nine new bug species. And in Maine, one citizen science initiative drew a record number of volunteers to escort migrating frogs and salamanders safely across the road. Nature may be enjoying a break from some human-made problems right around now, but if the pandemic and resulting anthropos have taught us anything, it's how much we depend on one another and how wildlife depends on us. There's something about a stressful situation that can ruin a perfectly good shirt. The pit stains alone are pretty bad, but you may have also noticed that your sweat has an especially nasty odor when you're feeling anxious. That's because the sweat you release under stress actually comes from a different source than your usual sweat. People typically have two to four million sweat glands in their bodies, and they're divided into two different types. 
endocrine glands are the most numerous. These glands are located all over your body and help your autonomic nervous system maintain your body temperature. When you overheat from exercise or hot weather, these glands release sweat to cool your skin off. That sweat is mostly water, with just a bit of salt and fats mixed in, so it's pretty much odorless. Stress sweat comes from an entirely different type of gland. Apocrine glands are larger than eccrine glands and are primarily located around your groin and armpit area. Your armpits actually secrete 30 times more sweat when you're stressed than when you're not, and these glands are to blame. They contain receptors that are involved in the sympathetic nervous system response. You know, the fight-or-flight feeling that makes your heart beat fast, your muscles tense, and your armpits, well, sweat. The sweat that comes from your apocrine glands is thicker than your regular sweat because it contains extra fats and proteins. But that's actually not the direct cause of the odor. See, your armpits are inhabited by communities of bacteria, and it turns out that they just love the nutrients in your stress sweat. When they chow down, those bacteria release stinky ammonia and fatty acids, and that's what you might be smelling. Scientists aren't completely sure why we develop this smelly response to stress, but it's not unique in the animal kingdom. Plenty of other creatures, from the skunk to the millipede, release gross and even toxic odors to ward off predators when they're under stress. Let's just be grateful that unlike the Southeast Asian corpse flower, our body odor doesn't smell like rotting meat. Nice corpse flower reference. Don't get enough of those on this show, for sure. Definitely not. When it comes to household chores, there is a huge gender imbalance. On a typical day, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, men spend just a third as much time cleaning as women. And some say the reason for this is that men just don't see mess. So last year, researchers put this idea to the test, and they found that it's totally wrong. Men can see mess just as well as women. Believe me, I know. But the researchers say men face fewer penalties for not keeping their spaces neat and tidy. So here's how this study went down. First, the researchers asked participants to look at a photo of a small living room and kitchen area and rate its cleanliness. Some saw a clean room, others saw a cluttered room. Sure enough, men and women saw the same mess. They rated the clean room as equally clean and the messy room as equally messy. So if men see the same mess as women, then why do women do more housework? Well, one argument is that social expectations are different for each group. Women might be judged more harshly for having a less than spotless home, and women's awareness of these expectations may motivate them to do more. So the researchers tested this idea by randomly telling participants that the photo they were looking at depicted either John's or Jennifer's living space, and then they asked them to rate that person based on the cleanliness of their home. And this is where things got interesting. Participants rated the photos differently depending on whether they were told that a man or a woman lived there. They actually held higher cleanliness standards for Jennifer than they did for John. John didn't get off scot-free, though. He was judged as a person more negatively than Jennifer, which the researchers say reflects the common stereotype about men being lazy. But the participants didn't think he'd be judged more harshly by visitors, and they thought that Jennifer had the primary responsibility for the state of her home. So while both men and women are judged for having a cluttered home, research suggests that women are penalized more often for clutter than men are. 
If we want to change those old-fashioned social expectations, we could start by thinking twice before judging the state of someone's home. And make sure we're pulling our own weight when it comes to housework. Which I do. So. I believe you. you, I mean, it's true. You have to. There's no option. All right, well, let's go over what we learned today, starting with the fact that researchers are calling this unprecedented period of human hibernation the anthropause. It'll teach us a lot about how we affect wildlife, but some animals will definitely benefit once we're able to get things up and running again. I kind of look at it like if humans are your roommate, it would be like if your roommate breaks a lamp and then slams the door and stays in his room and you don't have hands so you can't clean up the lamp. So, like, the broken lamp is there, and you can't do anything about it, but your roommate's not going to come out of the room to fix it, so you're just stuck with a broken lamp? Like, that's kind of what wildlife is like right now. Like, we made a mess, and then we kind of shut ourselves away, and now, like, we can come save them from that mess that we made. And they're just like, I want you to clean this lamp up, and I don't have any, like, I'll cut myself if I touch it, but they're not coming out. So, like, that's kind of what animals are right now. Totally. Love it. Good talk. We also learned that when you're stressed, you sweat from your apocrine glands instead of your eccrine glands. And those glands are bigger and contain extra fats and proteins, which bacteria munch on. Then they release ammonia and fatty acids and other stinky smells. And so stress sweat is real stinky. Back in the day when we actually traveled, I felt like I always smelled worse when I had spent the day in an airport. And I think it's because travel is just so stressful. Yeah. And we also learned that, hooray, men do see messes. But studies suggest that men and women are held to different standards when it comes to cleanliness. And that could account for the disparity in how much time they each spend cleaning. And I do just want to quickly note that according to the Pew Research Center, men doubled the amount of time they spent on housework from 1965 to 2011. And now women overall do less, but women still do about an hour more a day. But it's worth noting that a lot of progress has been made towards domestic chore equality. You know, I heard on this very podcast that if you're talking about discrepancies between two groups of people, it's good to talk about the progress, too, because that'll make everybody come around to the idea a lot easier. (laughs) Boom! Brought it back around. (laughs) That's exactly why I mentioned it. (laughs) And I mean, there are a lot of variables in society. So one has to imagine there are some other reasons, like when it comes to men and women doing different amounts, you know, other than the standards and expectations, you know, uh, parenting roles, the way families are structured, the way that careers are structured, the way that daycares are structured, all these things, social support services, how good your schools are. You know, there's a lot of that, but it's still not good to have a double standard. So stop doing that. Absolutely. Today's story is written by Steffi Drucker and Andrea Michelson, and by Sarah Tibu, Leah Rapaner, and Sabino Cornrich, writing for The Conversation. With editing by Ashley Hammer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Clean your room. Then, join us tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.